0: This is another episode of Mixed Kanish. Hey, a Tale of Two Lesbians. We're an LGBTQIA podcast. Finding strength in your community. And everything in between. Woohoo. What is going on? Oh. Wink. <sighs> just breathing in the Just quiet. breathe there and Wink. Let me get the guitar. Hold on. <laughs> no. And wink. I'm <clears throat> not getting the guitar. No, I am not touching the guitar. I have not played guitar in so long.
1: Me either. I, I said that know. to
0: somebody I said it to somebody recently, but I'm gonna do it. Yeah, and it's so funny because I keep it out. What, what? Yvonne. What is, that? what is that? Is that the chair? <laughs> they didn't oil my nose. ass. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is that? Oh my That's god. That's a weird noise. Well, my stomach? we're in the basement. Who knows, Who knows what the things that go on down here? Yeah, really. Okay. I want to jump right in.
1: Okay, let's jump right in. Deep in. Okay. Hold your breath. Belly so,
0: <laughs> So I want everybody to know I never did good at book reports. Okay, epic <laughs> as, fail myself as a student. <laughs> but no, but we read this yes. phenomenal book. It's mm. insanely cool. It's a memoir, and um, well, basically we wanted to uh, we wanted to call this the accidental activist. And yes, I know mm-hmm. that sometimes in our lives, we find ourselves in situations where we wear multiple hats and we come out of that situation going, wow, I didn't know I had that in me or hey, look at that and look what, you know, I I did and I actually had the strength to do it. Mm-hmm. So in the topic of the accidental activist, we are talking um, about Ruth Coker Burks. Now a little bit about Ruth Coker mm-hmm. Burks, uh, just to let you know um she was an aids activist she was a family to those that were deemed untouchable uh, during the aids crisis and uh there is this awesome book that we read um what it's, an amazing woman yeah amazing and her book is all the young men so um I don't know, Yvonne. I remember I was reading it and I was like, Yvonne, I'm crying right now. I know this is insane. And I was like, All right, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. But as, as soon as I hear, I'm crying right now.
1: It makes me nervous because I don't want to. But I jumped in. Yeah. And the she had the book had me at, and we talked about it, um, when she was at the hospital. Yeah. It's right in the beginning, and she's and she's visiting a friend who was hurt, mm-hmm. and I just and I can picture it in my head. And I remember we talked about th- that there was, at the nurse's stations, the nurses were drawing straws. Yeah, And that had my, it's a drawing straw, like I, what because, the hell
0: would they be drawing straws for? Right, because
1: well, I think of a nurse like you, who will just run into the fire and not look back, whatever, and just go with what you have, you know, to help somebody. So I'm like, and that's exactly what I thought, like, what would they be drawing straws? And then in the background, like past them is a door, right, Am my reading? and It's blocked off, like hazardous, you know, sign Mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever it was in the 80s. And like I pictured old uh, cafeteria school trays. Yeah. Stacked up on On the floor. On the floor, not opened, like not eaten. Not (laughs) eaten.
0: Meals that were just stacked up outside the door on top of each other. And how the hell can somebody eat a meal if you're not bringing it into them?
1: Right. And especially if you're ill, which then made me think of, of course, the times we're living in now of COVID of people that, you know, are so ill. Like we would never do that today. Like we have our people, our first responders that are going in. Like the, I just, the, mm-hmm. it just pictured like nobody's drawing straws now. I mean, I'm sure everybody has that fear, but just in this book, it's just the nurses, station, like the panic that they had of drawing straws of like, who was going to go to that room? Yeah. Who was the poor soul who lost the, yeah. And was going to the
0: lottery yeah. to that,
1: to that room where that, ill person was who couldn't even doesn't you know doesn't even know what day it is can't even like open their eyes you know and that that's what had me in that book I was like
0: oh, oh my, my god yes
1: and this woman is is just she's there and she sees this and she's like you know what something has to be like what is going what what's going on yeah and I think you and I would have probably been like what is go-? like I know definitely you and yeah. I probably you know just like what I- what do you somebody's in there and yeah. like they haven't eaten
0: and what you know yeah. it just it was amazing that that had so then i said all right i have to read further oh yeah and and i had the same feeling um this book is called all the young men a memoir of love aids and chosen family in the american south mm-hmm. uh the book is by uh ruth coker burks and kevin um Carr o'leary um, in 1984, Ruthie, just a 25 year old single mom from Little Rock, Arkansas, was a timeshare salesperson with no medical training. Uh, Ruthie became the accidental activist after this unexpected moment that led to a 13-hour night in the hospital with wow. Yvonne, like you were saying in that patient's name was Jimmy. Total Stranger. During those 13 hours, she was called she called the mother. Because Jimmy had said, "I want my mama." Again, this takes place in the South in uh, 1984. She was hung up by a couple times. You know, Ruthie walked right over to those nurses, "Hey, you got this poor young man in the room? Mm-hmm. I need to talk. He wants to talk to his mama. I need that phone number." Now we know with hospitals and HIPAA and oh, everything, yeah. especially yeah. she got the phone number. And she was hung up on several times uh, because she wanted to relay the message that her son was dying and he's asking for her. So even though she got hung up on several times, the book goes on to say that ruth which they they all refer to her as ruthie she's like i hung up that phone and i just got my coin okay pay phone yeah yeah (laughs) she called and while dialing she was huffing and puffing and cursing and she's like "Uh uh-uh this is not gonna happen mind you throughout this book there was this little theme in my head because i'm like this reminds me of like a movie and Mm. um I'm not saying that this is in parallel, but the character, which is is a real-life person, there was a movie with Sandra Bullock, and she played, like, a football-like... Uh, oh, mom oh. who blindside yes i do like this and you know her hair was done so ruthie says in this book my hair was done my red lipstick i had my red nails and my high heels on and you yes. the nurses could hear me when they heard she goes and i would stomp on that floor with my heels to make sure like i am coming oh, yeah. i'm gonna be a presence who's noticed so when um so that's a side note so um now i'm all fired up no, like, no, no. i
1: love ruthie man no, but i just that's how i picture it like yes. she's just storming there Now, I mean, because now this is her, this is, she's on a mission.
0: Yeah. And now I'm sure the nurses fear her. They hate her. That's, that's how, that's how they started. And then, you know, she was called like this crazy woman. Oh yeah. And, um. So wait, so, so she goes, so 13 hours she spends with Jimmy. Yes. Gets hung up by the mother. Mm -hmm.
1: But she goes in the room. She goes, you know, she goes through all the caution tape pushes and she questions the the nurses why his meals yeah. are on the floor. I wouldn't even do that to my own animals. Like, you know, and, and they're covered so the man hasn't eaten in days. Yep. And I think what was she she was just talking to
0: him or she just held his hand. One of the she was yeah. sitting there. And she said that you couldn't even tell between if he was even in the bed, between like his covers. Like mm. that's how frail yeah how frail he was I just, I, that,
1: that scene alone, I was like, oh, oh. my God, I just knew that the book was going to be like, we were going to, you know, yeah. but she's telling it the truth. And I don't know what, like nineteen eight. I can't even, I know, I remember hearing about the whole, you know, I mean, we all know the AIDS epidemic and everything, but like, I, you
0: These don't These are really, like true stories. You don't yes. realize. You don't, yeah. This isn't like, you're not, this is what really happened and yeah. somebody really. And this is the first time that like, I've, I've seen documentaries mm-hmm. on AIDS and AIDS activists and. Um, and, and what was going on? But to hear this this story of um, the feelings, the thoughts, the ideas of how people viewed gay people, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it was it was really eye opening for me to read. And um, well, I just want to say also, not that I'm going to spoil anything, but
1: she never contracted anything, you know, because this was all new too. They didn't know, you know, they just thought it was the air. They thought. You, you know, they You're didn't right. know how. So, yeah. but she went in there. Yeah. I mean, now you th- Without a mask or no anything. No mask,
0: no They're plus, like, what are you doing? Not,
1: and went in there, you know, because there was a human being that needed help.
0: Yes. Yeah. Hands down. And how amazing is that? But listen to how, like, I want those of you who are listening, just listen to, like, what the parents thought and, and so forth. Because after Ruthie calls Jimmy's mom, Jimmy's uh, mother- um, on the phone after calling, stating you hung up on me again, and said, "This is what Ruthie says. I swear to Almighty God that if you hang up on me again, I will ask your Jimmy where he, uh, where he's from, and I will put his obituary in your town paper with the cause of death." And then she got the mother's attention. Wow. So what I like about Ruthie, she was able to turn things back mm-hmm. and say, "You you want to play this way? Well, here." I'm going to yeah. do this if you don't right. Answer. And how dare the mother? Well, that just shows you the relationship right then and, and there. And that's how it was. Jimmy's mother responded, my son is already dead. My son died when he was gay. <sighs> yeah. So a few weeks after Jimmy died, a nun from the Catholic hospital in her hometown of Hot Springs called. Uh, they had an AIDS patient and were not equipped, quote unquote, to deal mm-hmm. with, with this. So mm-hmm. um, again, Ruthie. She sat down with this man whose name was Ronald until, uh, until he died. And, um, you know, Ruthie had said something really interesting in this book, Yvonne, that I wanted to tell you that really, um, like the points that really touched me mm-hmm. is uh, basically this is what Ruthie says. Sitting with them, I saw a river. I felt like I was taking these young men in my arms and carrying them across the river to the other side. Mm-hmm. And then I turned around, and I was back on land, standing at the water's edge. I would get up, close their eyes, close their mouths, brush their hair, straighten them up in bed, and give them dignity. Wow. How powerful is that? Oh, my gosh. Dignity. That's, yeah. And that was was Ruthie, the accidental activist. Mm -hmm. She saw how these young men were being treated so unhumanely and she wanted to put the humanity love and these these people became her family um talk about you know um the the local gay bars the drag queens these people are were her chosen family and vice versa Mm -hmm. and she became the person the contact person to really um
1: how wonderful and how sad at the same time but she was the person and like we read um a lot of the families like you said that well the places when they when these men passed from aids and then nobody knew anything nobody knew how to equip the, you know nobody everybody was in a panic I mean I think I read one without spoiling it but like they wheeled one guy out I think it was in, was he in a garbage bag or something she had to pick up his remains yeah like nobody even wanted
0: no crematoriums no burials wanted, no cemeteries no yeah, nobody yeah so where did she she wind up she, what a wa- she wound up um burying these young men's uh, ashes at her family's cemetery. So wow. she owned a damn cemetery. She did. And but she
1: left she gave them dignity while they were here absolutely. at a resting
0: place. And her daughter was with her every step of the way, which I think is so sweet. And there, you know, and there are just so many stories just in this small mm-hmm. book of so many instances of love, compassion forgiveness um yes. and and really being an activist in a way of like you know like hey she put it on the table and she's a church going woman yeah and she, a young woman yeah as, as a single mom like yeah. she had her
1: own you know this wasn't easy it wasn't like oh let me get out of uh, my wall street job and in my spare time like this is what she was living breathing yeah driving out to their
0: houses you know yeah And this just blew me away, you know, and I just, yeah, and she caught flack for it. And and anything else that you could even imagine, Mm -hmm. um, she was steadfast and she educated, she, she, again, if you have to pick up this book, all the young men by, uh, by, by Ruth, uh, um, Burke Coker, um, she, this book is just, it's a really a life changing book. Mm -hmm. It shows how humanity it's important that you treat people as humans first. Absolutely. And uh, I I have to be honest, I really did not know what I was in for reading this book. Me
1: neither. And when I read, but she had me at that first line. And it's just, you know, I love detail. And I could Mm -hmm. just hear and I could hear her her heels echoing. Like everybody knows that you when you're at the hospital, unless you're You know, having a baby, or you're having, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a wonderful surgery or whatever. Like you're, you know, it's usually traumatic stress, and you always hear that. That's always like the theme of like, you know, heels down the hallway, or a clipboard, or a paper, or like Mm -hmm. you're diagnosed with this and that. And there's this woman. Thank God she was in the right place at the. I mean, she was just visiting a friend. Yeah, who had 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 no clue. Yeah, and she was, and but she was observant enough. I think. I think a lot of times people don't walk around observing Mm -hmm. i'm not saying you know we have to oh save everybody but whatever you do just do you know the little it helps you know what i mean but this woman was just there and she just questioned so i'm telling everybody to question question everything (laughs) but what an amazing woman
0: yeah and uh i i just um i don't know i i was just floored floored and and actually I, i after reading this book I, I felt like, okay, I do need to be more aware. I need to be, I need to listen a lot more. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think in life, it just showed me that we get tired and tired means so much to us. Like it means different things. It means I'm, I could be tired with the things that go on at work. I could be tired with, um, you know, relationships or maybe what people do to me or what they don't do for me. Or right. there's so many things, but we can just get so tired of of the the everyday grind and and with in that it's like emotions and stuff and mm-hmm, sure. for Ruthie she was in it she was judged for it she was um i guess she was she was really alienated from her church oh yeah um, and, and a lot of other things too, like she would just walk in and people would look at her and, and she thought she thought to herself, you know what? Wow. This is how they feel, you know, and basically this is bullshit yeah. and I'm not going to fall into what everybody's saying. And she educated doctors. She educated yep. nurses. She knew you couldn't get it from the air, mm-hmm. and you know, like but, you said. Right. And she was living it. She was there. So she was, not to say the guinea pig, but
1: she also, like the people that were ill, she was able to talk to them. And like, they could say, you know what I mean? Like she was advocating for them, like, because mm-hmm. nobody, you know, because, you know, it's a, they're a name and a number. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, it's Jimmy. No, this
0: is whoever, you know. Say their name. Yes. Say their name. They this are is, people. Exactly. They have families. They're living, breathing. And that's what know. she was advocating for. And
1: she didn't just do this for like six months. This, I mean, this was on for a long, for years. Like yeah. this was
0: her. Till the 90s, early 90s. You know, and then, uh, you know. Thankfully it did get better, you know. Well, they found the right medications mm-hmm. and realized, wow. as well. A lot of ignorance. They just yes. did not have the information. And it was just more of, um, you know, what, what people, like stigma. Yeah. What people thought. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh. I yeah. remember
1: hearing about that, too. Yeah, it was just, you know.
0: Oh, but I love this book. No, it is. It's an excellent book. I just want to meet Ruthie, give her the biggest hug, Woo-hoo. because I was like, oh, my gosh, let's, I love this woman. Let's reach out. Let's see if she's on Instagram. Yeah, right. <laughs> Or email her. <laughs> no one cares. To <laughs> I care. We care. But uh, uh, very cool. Very yes, cool. That was so I'm glad we point. read the book. Those of you listening, go get the book, awesome. All the Young Men. Woo-hoo! Okay? Get that book. Have it's by y- Ruthie y- Coker Baker. Burke rather. And it is an awesome book. Go get it. it. Is.
1: Woohoo! Have a great
0: weekend.